Hello! Welcome to the Arts and Learning Conservatory monthly masterclass series, where we invite industry professionals to share their knowledge and make artistic learning more accessible. If you'd like to learn more or sign up to join our next masterclass live, please visit us at artsandlearning.org. the creator of a method. It's called the Thriving Artist Method. And basically what that means is there are three pillars to the my unique method, which is vision and clarity, knowing exactly what you want, not just for your career, but for your life off stage as well. Knowing uh, who you are on the subconscious, like below the surface, having a clear understanding of your identity which is probably the biggest part of what I do. And then creating brand authority, which is how do you create your own unique uh, way of standing out so that you really don't have competition. You just really are in a category of one. And so I really focus on building brand authority, brand equity, vision and clarity, and subconscious identity. And that is what I consider what it takes to be considered a thriving artist. And so with the thriving artist method, I love to start with getting really clear on the type of career that artists really want. Because usually people say they know what they want, but then when you ask them specifically, what do you want? Most people have a really hard time answering that question. And so it's hard to create a roadmap to create steps to move forward if you really don't have a clear vision for what you want your life to look like. And you're really young, so this is awesome that you're learning this stuff now because when I was a performer, I wish I had known these things because I had a great career, but I always knew that I, I was here to do more and I just didn't know what to do or how to navigate it and you know, I felt really doubtful. I questioned my ability and like all the things, right? And so the fact that you're here and you're so young and you love it already, you're in the sweet spot, my friend, really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So when it comes to a career in the arts, there are so many different things you can do. And a lot of artists say, I want to do it all. I want to, I want to be on Broadway. I want to do television. I want to do films. I want to do commercials. I want to, you know, I want to do it all. And you can, but you can't do it all at the same time. And so what I love to tell artists is pick one thing, pick one, like you're going to ride one horse, right? So what's that horse you're going to ride? You can't be on five horses at the same time. You're never going to get anywhere or chances are you're going to get injured. So what's the one horse that you want to be on? And I have some things to share with you. I don't know if I can share my screen. Can I share? Yes, you can. Okay, great. All right. Um, do you see the green button down at the bottom? This is your screen. All good now. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. Welcome for those who just joined us. Um, before I dive in, let me just say hello one more time. My name is Kina and hi Desiree. Hello, hello. And John, welcome. I just want to introduce myself really quickly before we jump in. So I was telling Shirley that I've been in the industry for a really long time. I know I may not look it, but I've been in the business for 
quite some time. And I started off as a performer and I've done a lot of really great things with my performing career. I uh, worked on Broadway, I worked at Radio City Music Hall, did national tours, did some commercials, all, I did a lot of things. And then I retired from performing. I became a college professor. My husband and I ran a nonprofit performing arts academy and theater company. I've been a director, a choreographer. When we moved to uh, California, uh, I was a teaching artist for Disney until Disney shut down, sadly. And although I just heard today that they're opening back up, so it's very exciting. Uh, let's see, what else have I done? And I'm a business, a mindset coach for performers. And I really focus on helping really talented, high achieving artists build a foundation and a structure underneath them that supports their artistry instead of having the artistry support them solely, which is what most artists are taught to really focus on your training, really focus on your talent. And yes, all of those things are important, but at a certain level, everyone's really talented and everyone has really great training. And so what is going to be the thing that differentiates you from the rest of the sea of talented people? And that's what I focus on. So I created a method, it's called the Thriving Artist Method and it's got three pillars. The first pillar is vision and clarity all about what you want your career to look like as well as your life off stage, because they go hand in hand. It's really important that you have both. Also your identity, who do you, who do you need to become to be the artist that you know you're here to be? And then what is, how do you build brand authority? And when I say brand authority, it means how do you really tap into your special uniqueness, the things also, some of the things that you might even want to try to hide, like how can we bring those out into the light, make those stand out, really shine and stand out as your unique self so that you create a category of one. So that is the Thriving Artist Method, three pillars. And I find that when really talented, well-trained, high-achieving artists combine these three pillars, they are really on a path to thriving, not just in their performing career, but in their lifestyle offstage as well. And that's something that's really important to me and my clients that they have that nice balance. So the first thing I wanna talk about is um, vision and clarity. You know, when you ask most people what they want, most people don't know. And I'm gonna tell you a little story about me. So. We were living in Austin, Texas, and we were running a nonprofit performing arts academy. I was working at a, I was also a college professor at the same time, working at a top 10 musical theater program, one of the best programs in the nation. And I just felt really exhausted and there was nothing I can do to get my energy back. And I remember going to my doctor and I just like, I went to bed tired. I woke up tired. I just moved through the day, just feeling so exhausted. And there was really nothing wrong with me. There was nothing. And she said to me, what do you want? And I, I don't, I was like, I couldn't answer. I don't think at, at that point in my life, I don't think I had ever really been asked that question before. And so I, I started to go through my head like, well, I've been on Broadway and I do. But really, at the end of the day, I was unable to answer the question, what do you want? 
So I'm going to put that back on you. I'm going to circle back around. So keep that in mind because I'm coming back to ask you what you want. And so the thing that she said to me was, if you don't decide what you want, she used other language, but I'm going to try to keep it really simple. If you don't decide what you want, you're going to be a pawn in somebody else's life. And they're going to move you around like a pawn piece, like they do in the game of chess. And when they're done with you, just like a pawn piece in a game of chess, they're going to discard you. So it's up to you to decide what you want for your life. And it was at that moment that I really felt like kind of like a kick in the gut, honestly, if I'm being very honest with you, because I had done so many things in my life and I was unable to really answer what I wanted. And so, you know, it was at that moment when, you know, you know, in the movies where the actor has that moment, the character has that moment where they realize something and everything comes flooding at them. Well, that's kind of what happened to me at that moment where everything came flooding at me. Like, I, I don't know, I'm a pawn in my students' lives. I'm a, part, a pawn in my, my family's life. I'm a pawn in my parents. The board of the, I mean, there were just like so many, so many ways that I had given away my personal power. So I took it upon myself to to gain my power back and to figure out what I wanted. And I went on, I was determined to figure out what I wanted. And so this is where we start, you and I, we start with what do you want? You know, there is no dream that's too big. If you're looking for someone to say, play small, be reasonable, I'm the wrong girl for you. Because I felt, firmly believe that each and every one of us is here to live this big, bodacious, amazing, joyful, fun, exciting life, whatever that means to you. And the other thing about that is it's up to each of us to define that for ourselves. No one else can do it. And it's good that we're having this conversation now because all of you are super young. And I wish I had learned this when I was your age. No one can do this for you. No parent, no best friend, no teacher, no director, no choreographer, no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no cousins, no dog, no cat. No one can do this for you. It's up to you to, to decide what is important for you in your life and in your career. So I just want to start off by saying that. Okay. Any questions so far? Any questions? So who would like to tell me what they think they want? Don't be scared, it's just us. I can pick. Um, okay. okay, yay. Um, so what I want, I wanna be able to create like imaginable things. I wanna be able to like inspire people around the world with like making a film or making a book or even acting uh, a character that is just imaginable. I want to inspire people around the world. So. I love it. I love it. I love that. Okay, so we're gonna get a little bit deeper, but this is a really great start, right? Who would like to go next? I I'll go. I want to like uh, reaffirm like a sense of 
commonality between human beings just in general mm-hmm. onto stage, like through directing. Um, I want to remind people that we're actually a lot more in common than we are different um, because I feel like when people can get a better grasp of that idea, um, we'll be able to work together more, like no matter what culture we are, what age, um, just bringing, like reminding people that sense of commonality, just that, hey, we're all humans, we're all going through the same things, and uh, we just got to make it through together. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Great. So would you say that community is really important to you? Yeah, definitely. Community is super important. Um, I feel like a lot of my upbringing was inspired by like community leaders, teachers, uh, directors, and they gave me like a sense of individuality and they gave me a sense of like inspiration to just chase after my wildest dreams. And I want to like offer that to people the same way that my community did for me. Fantastic. I love that. Great job. Who is next? I see Charis. Would you like to go next, love? Um, yeah, it's Karis. Karis, I knew that. <laughs> You're good. Um, I knew that. Um, I want to like make others happy. Like, I, I don't know, like happy in like anything that they do. I don't know. I kind of want to like, um, like contribute like back to my community mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, kind of give, give back like what Desiree said. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I don't know, hopefully inspire someone one day. I like it. All right. Fantastic. Who is next? No pressure. If you don't want to go, it's okay. But if you do, the mic is open. Totally up to you. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going. Anyone? Okay, so I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to share this graph with you. Um, This was taught to me by the, he's considered like the grandfather of personal development. His name is Bob Proctor. You look him up, he's got a ton of resources on YouTube. He's, He's very, very smart. He knows his stuff and he will send you in the right direction. So I'm going to share my screen with you and talk to you about this. Okay. Can give me a thumbs up if you can see my stick man. Okay, great. So let this big circle up top represent your mind. Okay. So this is your mind and this tiny little circle down here is your body. So I want you to see the proportions, right? Your mind and your body, right? Your mind, your body is actually an instrument of your mind. So just take that in, write that down. Your body is an instrument of your mind. Just write that down. And we'll get back to that a little bit later. All right, so the the mind is broken up into two parts. The top part is the conscious part. That's the part of the mind that you are aware of. That's where you see, smell, taste, touch, hear, right? So what happens is through your five senses, you get impulses all day long, right? And so basically your conscious mind accepts things as the truth or rejects things as the truth, whether they're true or not. Okay. So for instance, 
you might have a belief that you're extremely talented and that's great. That's wonderful. You know that. You also might have a belief that you're not good enough, that you, you know, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. Right. Eventually, if that, if those messages keep coming through your conscious mind over and over again, over time, underneath the surface is your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind will accept it as the truth, whether it's the truth or not. So if you're saying to yourself, you know, you're worried, you're doubtful, you're fearful, you've got anxiety, you're depressed, you've got sickness, you, you know, you don't know. If you're saying those things to yourself, eventually the subconscious mind is going to say, got it. And the subconscious mind tells the body to go and do the things that it has accepted. As an example, let's say you feel like you're not very smart. So you say all day to people, I'm so stupid. I'm not smart. I'm not that good. I don't really know. I'm not that, you know, like, I don't, you know, all the things, whether it's true or not, eventually your subconscious mind is going to say, yes, okay, got it. You're not smart. So then what happens is your body is like a magnet, like literally like a magnet. And you will attract to you people and circumstances and opportunities to confirm whatever is going on in the subconscious mind. So if you believe you're not good enough and you're not smart enough and the subconscious mind says, okay, got it. Your wish is my command. You will attract to you circumstances, people and opportunities to confirm that you're not good enough. You're not smart enough, whether it's true or not. Your subconscious mind, the part of the mind underneath the surface has no ability to accept or reject. That's the job of the conscious thinking mind, the part of the mind that we are aware of, which is why it's vitally important to fuel your conscious mind with what you want to have to be and to do in your life, whether you see it out there or not. Because eventually, if you keep feeding your mind with the things that matter to you the most, your subconscious mind will say, got it? Send the signal to the body. The body is a big giant magnet. It will attract people and circumstances and opportunities to confirm that belief. It is like a science. It's not up to me. I haven't decided, I didn't create it. It just is what it is. And I'll give you an example. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've done something and you're like, how did I do, like, why did I do that? Has there ever been a time where you're just like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I don't even know why I did that. Yes, it's because your subconscious mind took the information, told the body to do it, and your body is like an instrument, goes on autopilot, and it just does it. Or like if you're driving in a car and you're just like, your brain is off in another place and you end up somewhere, you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Here I am. Has it ever happened to you? That is all because of the subconscious mind. The conscious thinking part of your mind dictates only 5% of what happens in your world. Everything else is below the surface. Okay? So what does that mean? That means that 
you are more powerful than you could ever, ever imagine. That means that you get to create the life in the performing career that you truly desire. And if you connect your vision with what you, with feeling like, I can't wait, I'm so excited, I'm so grateful, eventually the subconscious mind says yes, sends a signal to the body, and then the body being a magnet will just attract the right people and circumstances to confirm those beliefs. So everybody with me so far, give me a thumbs up if you are. Awesome. Any questions about this at all? No? Can you remind me uh, Bob's last name? Proctor. Okay. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. I'll put it in the chat. He's like 80, he's like 87 or some, something. He's old guy now, but still doing his thing and still super amazing. So anyway, let's get back to it. So that's why it's really important to really be able to art articulate what you want your performing career to look like. Where do you want to go? And what do you want your lifestyle offstage to be as well? Because eventually the subconscious mind is going to take it and your wishes might command. It's going to signal the body. The body just attracts it, right? Are we, are we all together? Okay. So as a performer, there are so many different things that you can do in your career. So I'm going to share with you some of those options. Okay. Okay. So if you are a singer, you know, you might think of some things, but have you considered that you could be a lounge singer? You could be a wedding singer. You could be a, a singer songwriter. You could be a cruise ship singer. You could be a session singer. You could be a backup singer, a musical theater singer, a music publishing singer, a corporate event singer, a front singer for an original band, a classical opera singer, a theme park singer, or jingle singer. And those are just to name a few. So if singing is something that you're really passionate about, have you considered what type of singer you'd like to be? Same thing applies for acting. You could do film, television, musical theater, theater, voiceover, commercials. You could be an atmospheric actor in theme parks. You can work in theme parks, cruise ships, improv. You could be a director. There are so many different ways that you can be an actor. These are just a few. Same thing with musician, orchestra, musical theater, session, com composer, music, musical director, rehearsal musician, arranger, conductor, cruise, cruise ship musicians, the list goes on and on. Did you know that if you wanted to be, uh, a, you could be a dance composer, which means that you could, or dance arranger, which means that you work with the musical director or the composer of a Broadway show, and you're responsible for putting all the accents in the music for the choreography. And that is just that person's job. They don't do anything else. They just put all the hits and the slides and the turns and the bit, 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 just for dance. And that is their job. There's so many options out there. Dance jobs, ballet company, musical theater, ballroom, music videos, modern companies, movie musicals, choreographer, cruise line, again, theme park, backup dancers for like Mariah Carey or Janet Jackson. I'm aging myself. Uh, bur burlesque dancer, cultural dancer. There are so 
many options. As well as there are a lot of different markets where you can work. Maybe not right now, but I'm hopeful things are starting to open up. But here are some major cities. Like if you don't love New York or you're ready to get out of LA, there are some other places where you can have a thriving performing career. LA, New York, UK, Chicago, Vegas, Texas. In Texas, there's Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, DC, Seattle, Minneapolis, Miami, Atlanta, San Francisco, Toronto, Vancouver. Like these are just the tops. There are so many places. That's why it's so important to figure out what you truly, truly want your performing career to be. Because as you can see, there are a lot of different ways you can go. And that's why it's so important for only you to answer that question. No one else has those answers but you, right? You get to decide. Any questions about this? Anything that is like, oh, I didn't think about that. Nothing? Um, in regards to directing, uh, do you know of any like um, non-traditional directing jobs you can get? Because uh, obviously like in the theater, you could be a director or for movies, but do you, do you by chance know of any other opportunities that are out there that most people don't recognize? Well, let's go back to this list, right? Because all of those need directors. Each and every one of those need directors, right? If you yes, want to- that's very true. I didn't, I, <laughs> yes. Okay. Actually, so that is, answered my question. Thank is you. Is there anything on that list where you're just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I never thought about being a director for- um, Like a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. I, I, do, so, so they would hire like directors and stuff. Okay. Wow, I never, I never even imagined that. I just didn't, I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I first started, my first big um, job right out of college, I worked on a cruise ship. I was a showgirl. Oh, it was wow. awesome. And so what happens is they take you, they send you, like I was sent to Miami and they right. put us in housing for, I don't know, however long we were in rehearsals. And we rehearse eight hours a day, five days a week, we had two days off. Um, and we had a director, we had a choreographer, we had a musical director, we had, you know, and then we all, the entire cast and the, and the creative team, the director, the choreographer, we all get on the ship together. And the first two weeks that we're on the ship, we can't get off the ship because when everybody's off the ship, that's when we get to practice. That's when we get to put our, have our put in rehearsal where we do costumes, dress rehearsal, tech rehearsal, dry runs, all of that stuff. Um, and then after those two weeks, then the creative team, they go off the ship and they leave us there and leave the cast there. And okay. then there, there's a dance captain that is sort of like the resident director to keep the show clean. And then there's also like a production stage manager that is also there to help keep the show clean. And then the director and the creative team, they come back, I would say like every six weeks or so to watch, to take the cruise and watch the show and give notes and do rehearsals, especially if somebody gets injured and we have to put a new person in and all of that stuff. So yeah. And then they get off the ship after those two weeks and then they go and they do that with another cast and they do the whole thing, set the whole, all the shows up, take them put them on a cruise ship, do the whole thing all over again. And that's their job. And then also I did have another question. Do you know of any like websites or resources uh, 
specifically for like performing arts because uh, I just graduated and I noticed that's what I'm struggling a lot with is finding like websites or like even just resources that list like these types of jobs besides like backstage which you have to like pay a membership for and stuff um so do you have any resources that you can recommend have you tried actors access I have not I've never yeah. heard of that one okay yeah. Thank you. That is like the biggest one that casting directors use. I'm not exactly sure about um, directors. I know it's it's mo- mainly for actors and performers, but check it out. Uh, there are, let's see, there are some other things. Let me think. I'm just looking real quick. So I'll share my screen with you about this. Can you guys see this? Okay, so there's Actors Access, and this is the one I was telling you about. And for the free version, I think you can load up to two photos, two headshots, and then if you wanted to add more, you would pay an additional investment for that. Um, There's Casting Frontier, that I feel as if you might have to pay. And the thing about paying, I would consider it an investment in your career, right? And so if you can think about it from that perspective, like if it's gonna move me forward, if it's going, if, if adding more uh, headshots or more photos of me, is gonna put me in a position where I'm more competitive, more viable, think of it as an investment that you will get back in return. There's, of course, the backstage. Casting Network is the same thing as Actors Access. It's just in different markets, they call it different things. There's Playbill, they sometimes list things. That might actually be a good place for you to look for directing jobs is Playbill. Okay, thank you. And then there's a bunch of places, iActor, I, you know, there's a bunch of different places that you can start to create your online profile. But I would say, going back to my original thought is, get super clear on what you want out of your life first. Otherwise, you just, you know, your energy could be like laser focus and that's definitely more, it's clearer and you have a a clearer direction as opposed to like bleeding out all over the place. Like I can do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. That, that means that that light is not like a laser. It's more like a soft light where you can just kind of go everywhere. Does that make sense? Yes. Morgan, did you have a question? Um, Yeah. For figuring out what we want specifically, like you said, to hone in on what it is, do you have any sort of, brainstorming exercises or methods that you find that work best to find that because a lot of uh, I certainly have like way too many interests and it's hard to pinpoint what exactly it is that you want yeah so the first thing I would say is don't overthink it right get out of your head their answers are not here their answers are in your heart they're in your heart they may feel scary they may feel unreasonable They may feel irresponsible, but if you get into your heart and you tap onto something and it said, and you feel like a a full body, yes, like this is the truth, then head in that direction. 
go in that general direction. Go in one direction. Take an action based on what you feel in your heart. And if it doesn't turn out the way you anticipate or had hoped, you can always choose again. Always. There's no, there's no such thing as not being able to pick yourself back up and, and try again and do something else. The only thing that would happen is you can say, well, well, I thought I wanted that and I really don't like it. So now I know I can close that chapter, let that go and keep moving forward. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is ask, this is like what I always ask my, my private clients. I say, if everything were free, if everything were free, what would you do? Right. The other thing I, I would the other thing I would do is if you couldn't fail, same thing, right? If you couldn't fail, what would you do? Like if there were no repercussions to going in this direction, what would you do? Who would you be? So that's that's where I start. Then the next thing I would do is I would say, okay, so I made this decision that I want to be a film actress and I want to do like dramas, like heavy dramas, epic dramas, period dramas or whatever, right? Whatever you, whatever you decide. Then you have to ask yourself, where am I right now compared to where my vision is? Where do I need to go so I, to get there? Who do I need to be? And that goes back to the identity with that stick man figure, who do you need to be? What do you need to tell yourself again and again and again? Who do you need to become on the inside so that your outward world reflects what's going on in the inside? What kind of training do you need? Do you, what, what is that type, you know, what is that actor type or artist type that you're looking to create? Where am I right now compared to where do I need to go? Does that make sense? And you cannot get too specific. You cannot get too specific. Most people are not specific enough. Most people say, I wanna do something kind of like, and then they get those results in return. You know, so it's really great that you want to, you know, build a community and have commonality and inspire people and, and give back and make people happy and, create. All of that is great. But what does that actually look like? And that's what I want you to start to think about. What does it actually physically look like in your life? How do you feel? Write those down. Like when you really get into the feeling of it, like write those down because those are key, important values that you live by. And so the other thing you can do is when you start to identify those really important key values, you can easily make a yes or no decision on things. You go back to your value. Does this align with my value? Nope. Okay. Sounds great. Not for me. Does this align with my value? Yes. Yes. I'm heading in this direction. And get crystal clear on what it is that you want. Yes. Okay, and so um, when you start to do that, 
when you start to build your, your identity and you really start to craft your career and what you want your lifestyle offstage to look like, then you can start to say, how do I create this brand of mine? And when I say brand, I'm not talking about colors and fonts. I mean, all those things are important, but I mean, how do you create mind share in the minds of your creative teams, the people you're auditioning for? What's that mind share that you want to create? It's a feeling that you're going for. You want them to feel what about you? What about your personality? What about your artistry? What, a, what do you want them to feel? That is, that is like the secret sauce. All of this is the secret sauce. This is what sets all the other performers, all the other really talented performers and those high achieving performers. This is how they are separated. It's when they do this work where they have clarity around who they want to be. They have a clear understanding of who they are and where they need to go to get there. And then they really think about what's the mind share? What's that feeling that they, that they want to have and that they want the people either in the audience or behind the table to have as a result of who they are being as artists? That, my friends, right there is the secret. Any questions? We have about 12 minutes left or so. I'm an open book. You can ask me anything you want to ask me, anything whatsoever. I'm an open book for you. Um, how did, how and why did you um, decide to step into directing after performing? I, I honestly, I fell into it. That's the honest truth, right? And this is what I'm talking about when I say, um, how, how much more could you do if you had crystal clear, a crystal clear vision, right? So we, we my husband and I, we started working, we, we took over a nonprofit performing arts academy and theater company, very similar to arts and learning. We did that in Austin, Texas for a lot of years. And when we took over, I took over the role of one of the main head teachers and that position that I took over, this person also directed the musicals. And luckily for me, it worked out really great. I was really good at it and I absolutely love it. But imagine, if you will, what could have happened if I had these skills that I have now that I'm sharing with you. Imagine what could happen, could have happened if I was more connected to these three pillars than I, than I was back then. You know what I mean? Great question. Anything else? Anybody else? Yes. What is the most surprising or I guess your favorite part that this or um, position that this mentality has taken you to? What's something you've achieved from this? Oh, okay. so first of all, I don't compare myself to other people. That's huge, right? It's a performer. Mm -hmm. We're always looking outside of ourselves. Oh my God, you see her turn. Oh my God, you see her legs. Oh my God, you're like, I don't, I don't concern myself with that because I'm on my own journey. I'm here to live my life and I'm super clear on what that is. 
So that's number one. Number two is I have a sense of freedom. I am a hundred percent free. I'm free. My mind is free. I live my life from a place of freedom. Number three is I have personal power. I, I am in control. I direct my life. And that is my biggest wish and hope for each and every one of you is that you can not compare yourself to other people, have personal power and have personal freedom. Any other questions? Another question. Yes. Um, what inspired you to pursue directing or theater? I have always been a performer. I started off as a dancer. I started off as a modern dancer. I trained with the Alvin Ailey School for many, many years. And I also trained at Howard, Howard University where I got my degree. And after I graduated from Howard, I moved back to New York and I sort of fell into theater. I was heading in one direction. I was like, I'm gonna be a dancer because I've been a dancer all my life. I'm really good at it. I've been studying modern all this time. And at one point I was dancing with like four modern companies at once, doing a lot of rehearsal, not a lot of performance. And I remember having lunch with a friend of mine who was in the ALA school with me and she was traveling the world. She moved into this really great apartment. She just had this really awesome lifestyle, which was also always very important to me, right? I was never that person that was willing to give up my lifestyle just for the arts, right? And I, having both was so important to me. And so she said, I've started auditioning for musical theater. I, I landed a tour. I got my equity, my union card. And I was just like, I never really thought about it. I'm going to give it a shot. And so I, I started with the cruise ship and I did that for 18 months. And then when I came back to New York City, I auditioned for the Christmas show at Radio City and I got that. And then from there, I got um, a national tour. So that's where I got my actor's equity card was with that first tour. And then I got off tour and then I got my first Broadway show. And from there, it just, just kept going. So that's how it happened. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Awesome questions. Anything else? Anyone else? All right. So now it's your turn. If everything were a, a yes, there was never a no, you couldn't get it wrong. What are you going to do first? Who would like to go first? Anyone, anyone? No one? Shall I call on you? Anyone? John, I haven't heard from you. How are you doing there, my friend? No, John? How about Lauren? No, Lauren? <laughs> How about Bridget? Nobody? Maybe they all have stage fright. <laughs> Everyone's shy. Everyone's shy. It's just me. 
I can tell you I've made every mistake in a book, which is why I'm so passionate about inspiring artists to really go for their life because you can see that even with the limited amount of knowledge that I had back then, I had a really great career. So imagine if you're really talented, really well-trained, and you have a very clear direction. Imagine what could happen for your career and for your lifestyle offstage. So it's just me. You can feel free to open up and to share because I am definitely not here to judge you I'm only here to inspire you and only here to let you know that your big dreams are worth pursuing, that what that your life matters, that what you have in your heart really matters. And it's okay to head in that direction. So if you want to share, I would love to hear it. Anyone? Okay. Let's see, what else? Um, does anybody have any other questions for me before we wrap? Such an easy answer the question. Who has a question? Uh, I, I was gonna answer the question you said if everything was a yes, what would I do? Yep. Um, I think, okay, so I would do everything that's considered as impossible to do. What's, so the, I, what's the one thing you would do right now that people consider that's crazy, that's impossible, it can never happen? Hmm. Being able to fly, I think. <laughs> In the, like, as a pilot? Yeah, like, um, how do I say it's like, since I'm not trained, like, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's more like if everything was a yes, I was able to do it. I would try my best to do what I'm, to, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's a good, I don't know. But yeah, if everything was a yes, I would do like everything that's considered as um, like impossible, I would try to make it possible for me to do. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great place to start right? Is that you have that desire. My recommendation for you is to think about what, what it actually looks like. Like where are you, what direction are you actually going to head? Because there are a lot of different things in the world that seem impossible to a lot of people. Like what's impossible to me may not be impossible to you and vice versa. So that's why it's really helpful to know, like, I'm going to try this thing this very specific thing you know what I mean yes Thank so you. if I were going to give you some homework it would be that is to to ask yourself and figure out like what's that one thing okay. yeah that sounds good thank okay. you you're welcome all right anyone else nothing else well I want to say thank you for your time. I'm going to hand it over to Deborah, Morgan, and Tammy. Thank you very, very much. So much. Appreciate it. Oh, I actually, I have one question. Oh, sure. Um, I was just going to ask, like, um, what play or, like, thing you're directing next? I am directing Once on this Island for Arts and Learning. Oh, you are? I am. Oh. <laughs> 
Did you really not know that? Yeah, I actually didn't know. <laughs> yes, we have our auditions at the end of April, end of April, 1st of May. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'll be there. Yes. You'll be there? I'll be there, yeah. Yay, awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Kina. This has been so great. And I know there, um, my daughter in particular wasn't able to make it because she had too much homework, but she will definitely yeah. watch in the video. Awesome. A lot of good information. I just want to share quickly, I'm going to drop a couple of links in the chat um, for our spring class registration that's coming up. And then for Once on this Island auditions directed by Kina. So if you guys want to grab those links out of the chat before the meeting ends, do that now. And I just want to thank you, Kina. I think this is terrific information and so, so helpful. And I know I learned things, awesome. <laughs> you know, you're never done choosing what the next thing is or what you want to, you know, even as a hobby or just a passion project, it's, it's good thinking material. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had like, I don't know, five or six careers in my lifetime. So I know this to be true. Excellent. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you. I have a question. Thank you everyone for coming. Oh, you have a question. Just a quick one. Um, I loved your slides and I probably missed a couple things on there. Is there a way you could add the link to the slides or? It's actually a paid product. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called the Thriving Artist Toolkit. It's $37. Oh, so I can send it over to Tammy and, De and Deborah and let them decide what they want to do. But sure. Yeah. If you want to leave the link to your um, Thriving Artist Toolkit website or whatever, please do so. Um, or let us know if there's anything like that we can promote for you as well with Arts and Lighting. Absolutely. I will de definitely do that. Yeah, we can definitely include that on the YouTube link so people can find you. Okay, let me, um, I'll probably have to get back to you on that because I know we were switching things around and I don't want to give you the wrong link. And my, no my team is off on the weekends. Gotcha. No rush, <laughs> just whenever you have it. You know where to find me. I do. All right, thank you guys. Right. Thank you, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye. Bye.